Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, fighting alongside Hanzo Hasashi and the Shirai Ryu clan against Bihan of the rival Lin Kuei before having our skull and spine forcefully removed from our body in one singular piece. <laughs> this is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Joel J.B. Fury, Bo Shane, and with us this week, as always, are the DG crew, starting with the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam, facing down the fearsome Balrog Durin's Bane on the bridge of Khazad-dûm and informing it that it, quote, shall not pass. It's Fergus <laughs> Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Oh, JB. How are you, mate? Oh, really, really good, mate. Uh, also with us this week, we've got the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. He's attempted to pleasure himself by using the Tears of the Kingdom Ultra Hand ability on his own penis and has instead somehow fashioned it into a self-propelled raft complete with two fans. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Oh, thanks, JB. It's one of the stranger things that I've stuck to my penis. That's for sure. An entire raft and some fucking fans. But, hey, it keeps it cool in summer. That's and, for sure. And buoyant, uh, which is which is always helpful. Yeah. I love a good floating dick. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Keep it floating. Finally, uh, with us, the Nintendo queen, uh, Pistol Pisty Pete. The Pist. She's happily sailing the SS Linebeck between islands looking for Bellum and pining for the simpler days of Zelda rather than the build-anything-to-do-anything days we live in today. It's Casey C-Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, C-Mac. Thanks, Joel. What, what, what's that from? I'm, is that from Phantom Hourglass or Spirit Tracks? It certainly is. Uh, it certainly is a Phantom <laughs> oh, Hourglass terrible. reference. that's terrible. You did more research than I've done. <laughs> Which is any at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who's that? Pokemon. <laughs> it's Pikachu. Uh, um, all right. Well, great. Um, so this this week, uh, one of the uh, members of the Discerning Gamer, I think it was Steely, brought to my attention that a particular trailer had been released for, confusingly, Mortal Kombat One. Uh, now, it, I, I don't know how to how to actually uh, uh, understand this. Is are we talking a full reboot of the Mortal Kombat franchise here? Uh, why why is this Mortal Kombat One and not Mortal Kombat Twelve? Is, is... Well, I think what happened for the people that uh, follow the story is that at the end of Mortal Kombat Eleven, um, some stuff happened where basically a new continuity was made, a new timeline was made. Um, where uh, Liu Kang basically became a god 
And so he's rebuilt and refashioned a world in his own image, but with all the same characters that we know. So obviously, I mean, you, you see Raiden at the start of that trailer and you see Kung Lao and um, it's it's gone right back to when all these people had, uh, you know, all sort of, I think, begun. But um, what seems to be happening is that everyone's living in peace for the time being. <laughs> but I'm sure you're going to tell us more about that, JB, about how long that lasts. Well, all right. So... <laughs> I thought it might be a bit of fun this week for us to to basically follow through the official announcement trailer of Mortal Kombat 1 and go scene by scene and just sort of uh, talking our listeners through uh, what what uh, what we're seeing on on here so uh, um, as as I sort of play it you'll hear the audio and I'll sort of try and describe uh, what's happening on the screen so uh, here we go. It is time. Okay, that looks like uh, Liu Kang there uh, at the very beginning. Time to wake up. Now, confusingly, uh, it it looks like Liu Kang, but he's wearing sort of the what you would sort of um, consider the the Raiden sort of traditional Chinese style hat. No, no, no. no. Or no, is, so that's Raiden. John. Oh, this is actually Raiden. He's not Raiden. a god anymore. Okay, so In this, this is... continuity, he's not a god anymore. Yeah. All right, so... so so we've got Raiden then as a normal man wearing his, his trademark signature hat, uh, no mm. longer the god of thunder, but mm. he's uh, standing up. He's about to go outside of his, his uh, little hut there. What? To a new reality. To a blank canvas that I have painted in with warmth and peace. Right. In my new era, the choice is yours. So there we see uh, Kung Lao standing out in a field of wheat, uh, putting on his hat. Uh, however, it's more of a traditional sort of Chinese-style hat. It's the same shape as the hat we've come to know that he wears in the game, but rather than having the razor blade edge on it, it's just like, I don't know. Uh, just a like- hat. Yeah, just it's a just regular a hat. hat. Regular hat. Yeah. It's your everyday hat. Yep. Yep. So just fifty nine ninety five from Kmart. Just fabric. Uh, you know, slightly it's smaller than like a hat. like a sombrero. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So yep, he's putting his hat on. It's not a Mexican game. Quiet serenity. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now they're staring each other down. All right. So now uh, we're getting some footage of Katana, I believe, um, with her trademark uh, fans uh, with the all the blades on there. Uh, she's wearing her normal sort of blue mask over the face, as you'd expect. And, um, yeah, I mean, she's just sort of having a look around here. Uh, any particular- and then Melina realising that she's got COVID, so she has to put her mask on as well, but just forgot, you know, halfway mm. through. She's just, oh, show my teeth a little bit, but I don't want to infect anyone. Well, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. not a funny joke. I guess it would have been a lot funnier in 2020. 2020, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maybe I'll we just put myself uh, to bed, everyone. Maybe we pause the video for just long enough to give Simo the, uh, the oh. Wii U horn uh, on that one. Um. All right. Uh, yep. All right. So uh, Katana's there, looking, uh, looking around. Um, 
She's looking through like a bit of fabric at a crowd. She's in a like a horse-drawn carriage, and she looks over, and there's uh, Mylena sitting there with with her trademark size, and uh, just about to button up her mask, and you sort of get a little glimpse of her, her you know, weird and wonderful teeth. Uh, you know. That uh, obviously feature in many of her fatalities. Uh, all right. So they're travelling in the same carriage together. Okay. You can face each other. Oh. So now uh, we get a bit of a showdown between Scorpion and Sub Zero. So he sort of Sub Zero stands up like and friends. the yeah yeah the table sort of freezing but. Scorpion's there. He's he's sort of dropped his his trademark sort of uh, uh, I don't know what do you what do you sort of call it his his uh, get over here sort of lasso. Uh, I'm sure it has a name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what it is, who knows the the, the, the string <laughs> with a blade on the end cowboy? of it. <laughs> <laughs> get over here, Sub Zero. Come on, get over here, y'all. Yeah. Uh, oh, Not you for know. me to impale you with a spike stick, buddy. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> Whatever you bloody call, I don't know. Um, but he's there. He's got he's got that hanging out of his hand, and uh, they're sort of yeah. looking at each other, and they're sort of approaching each other as if they're about to fight. All and then, uh, as brothers, then they sort of uh, look to the outside, and there's a moon sort of being eclipsed, um, and it looks like they're rather than fighting against one another, they're they're perhaps teaming up or yeah, fighting on the same very side. Very small part of me was like. Oh, maybe this will be <laughs> this will be nice. Yeah, it's yeah. Be like the Mortal Kombat Animal Crossing game. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the Mortal Kombat uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival uh, in the series, if yeah. you like. Oh, what a dream! Everybody, put down your weapons. We're gonna go around the board one by one, collecting <laughs> bells. Wow! And you have to play with Amiibo. All right. What do we got next? <laughs> All right, so all the characters are now looking up at this eclipsed moon. So Katana's just got out of her carriage with Molina. They're looking up at it. What's next? Get your um, UV glasses on, guys. Yeah. So Raiden and Kung Lao. Okay, and now we see Liu Kang descending from the heavens uh, to greet uh, Raiden and Kung Lao um, with fire in his eyes. In this new era... Ooh. One constant remains. There's sort of a fiery portal there. Now there's a gate to oblivion. There's a figure walking <laughs> towards them through the fiery portal. I'm going to say it's Shang Tsung. Uh, is that a is that a fair fair a uh, description? That's confirmed, mate. All right, yeah, that I is don't confirmed. Even think you have to speculate. That's All right, Shang Tsung. that is Shang Tsung. All right, yes. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Shang Tsung was the uh, the main villain of the first the very first game in the franchise and and the first movie and you know so he's typically thought of as a villain but then in subsequent games he's sort of played second fiddle to uh much larger villains mm. such as Shao Kahn so uh but it uh, here he is there is always something worth fighting for all right so uh Whose throat is getting slit here? Because it's a really quick, uh, a really quick uh, snap cut there. Is he wearing um, blue or yellow? Well, it looks like when he's he stomps, wearing. When he stomps his head, is he wearing blue or yellow? 
<laughs> the guy who's just had his throat slit and blood spraying everywhere looks like he's wearing yellow. So it it's probably well, scorpion. scorpion then. But it doesn't make sense. What what was the blade used to slit his throat? Um, that was that's uh, Shang Tsung just going rogue. He's he's spent about three three weeks in in Compton in the ghetto, and he's coming out and he's learnt some new knife skills. Okay, yep. Mm. So I've just rolled the video oh. back just slightly, and yes, can confirm Shang Tsung opening up Scorpion's throat like a. Uh, I've watched this many times. Like a watermelon. <laughs> I watched it twice. All right, uh, what next? All right. Oh, now he's uh, shoved a blade through <laughs> through Scorpion's head. Um, now he's he's grabbing the head of what appears to be Mylena um, and uh, breaking her neck. <laughs> oh, jeez. Then, then we've got a rather vicious uh, foot stomp of the head of uh, Sub-Zero, I think. Um uh, it's got his sort of trademark blue uh, coat in the background, and uh, yes, uh, the the head's exploding rather violently. There appears to be brain fragments uh, going in every direction here. Oh. Uh, all right. Oh, uh, some. Uh, I think that was Shang Tsung. He's just eye gouged uh, Katana. Uh, both both yep. of his thumbs straight into her uh, eye sockets, and presumably through to her brain. Um, yeah, very reminiscent of uh, uh, of the uh, the mountain in Game of Thrones uh, mm. when he uh, when he fights uh, the the Viper. Um, yeah, very trademark uh, imagery there. All right, now Shang Tsung's grabbing someone else uh, by the back of the neck. Uh, let's see what. How does this play out? Oh yes. Uh, there's a soul suck before smashing the uh, the person into the ground and causing their uh, uh, entrails to spill out. I, I didn't realise it was Shang Tsung doing all the killing in this uh, trailer, but it does certainly appear that way. Uh, now it looks like he's fighting against... He's a son of a bitch. He looks like he's fighting against Liu Kang, uh, so... Oh, no, no, that was uh, Nighthawk, I you believe. You were chosen to defy peace. Then you have oh, chosen okay. war with a god. Okay. So, uh... Oh, uh... Okay, I'm so... I'm watching it and I feel a bit sick, honestly. <laughs> so, I can't uh... even see it and I can just hear lots of sloshing. So, uh, all right, yes, you know, you're right. It wasn't Nighthawk. It was Liu Kang. Shang Tsung's gone to attack him. He's uh, basically pulled him up into the air with two flaming dragons oh. and then done like a like a falling punch <laughs> that's split uh, Shang Tsung in two before uh, smashing his <laughs> severed skull into the ground and, of course, crushing that, causing the, uh, the uh, brains to uh, squirt out in yeah. every direction. <laughs> Causing yes. death. Uh, yes, causing death, presumably. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he sort of does the the signature uh, Liu Kang pose. The Mortal Kombat uh, symbol appears in the background, and we get uh, the the phrase "It's in our blood" uh, in the background. So. Uh, yes, certainly a lot going on in that trailer. Um, <laughs> What are we? What are we thinking? I mean, 
one thing immediately stands out apart from all the blood and guts is that it's all rendered cutscenes and there's no gameplay footage shown whatsoever. So are we are we sort of a bit suspicious on that front? Like, um, do we think it's just a bit early in the piece for gameplay to be shown or do we think um, maybe they haven't got much to show at this point? Um, well, we got, worth seeing. at the end of the trailer, they gave us a re- release date, which was September the 19th. So that's not that far away. So I think probably what they're doing is just putting out what I think is an unbelievable first trailer. And I think they're just swinging for the fence, showing a, a great sort of action sequence. I really like how they sort of slowly introduce the characters. And I'm not a Mortal Kombat guy, but you slowly, there's this character, then you see this character, and they all sort of, after they reveal everyone, then you get, you know, the last minute to 30 seconds of just you know, what Mortal Kombat's known for is just blood and guts. <laughs> I, I think it's an unbelievable trailer and just not a, a game or a series of games I'm big on, but I watch that and I'm like, this looks sick. So I think, yeah, they're just going to show us some a bit of a hype reel. But obviously, mm. if they're going to release a game in September, they've got gameplay that they can show, and I'm sure that'll come just around the corner. So five out of five as I far as no building de- the um, you know, Sorry, interest Bert. in that. No, you go. I have no doubt that this game will will be impressive. Um, it's not been developed by Ubisoft. <laughs> so therefore, a cinematic trailer does not necessarily mean it's hiding behind anything. So um, I think that it's just a really clever way to first market uh, a game that is designed to be a reboot for the series to some degree. Obviously, it's still uh, a continuation of the last story, but it is sort of rebooting the entire story in a different timeline. And I think that it's just very smart. You see some people that you're familiar with and um, you get excited and then each and every one of them just get torn apart in the most fantastic way possible, except for the eye gouging that just does my, I just can't. Um, I love how that's your, that's your stopping point. I'm an eyes guy. It gives me an eye headache whenever I watch it. However, however, the, the uh, stomping on the head's just like, no. Well, just in real life, how many people are going to gutter stomp me and splash my brains all over a floor? Real people in real life can gouge their thumbs into my eyes. So this, I think that's the thing. You know, somebody is not going to pick me up with godlike dragons, put me up into the air, and then fucking you know come splashing down through my skull and into the ground. It just won't happen. Whereas the eye gouging will—that is a real life thing. That, that is guaranteed to happen school. to you, Steely. That's it. One hundred percent. Probably. I, with the amount threat. of insults I say to people on this show, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Yes, well, maybe maybe uh, Eves Gilmont is uh, sitting over there in France somewhere, just cracking his thumbs, ready to uh, come and pay Steely a visit for uh, all the emotional damage dealt on the show. Far out. I hope not. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with a good French eye gouging, uh, Simo. Yeah, as long as he brings a baguette over, he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let us film fresh, it for the podcast, bait. obviously. We'll uh, we'll definitely chuck <laughs> oh, that up sure. on the socials. Uh, you know, be ashamed yeah. to let that footage go to waste. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. What do you think, JB? I look. I I think I thought it was really you know an amazing um, cinematic, and I think it does well to sort of set up the story and and the direction of it. I think what probably excites me more about this Mortal Kombat 1 uh, reboot, if you like, 
is the the prospect are we going to see like a return to some of the some of the traditional like settings that Mortal Kombat 1 was known for if you think all the way back in the Super Nintendo era and the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis for our American listeners that era like Mortal Kombat 1 like you had you know the Shaolin Temple you had uh you know well, apart from the Shaolin Temple, the only other one really big that sticks out in my mind is the Pit. And uh, like I think I've said this before that Mortal Kombat 11 really lacked a lot of the level fatalities that some of the earlier Mortal Kombat titles had. That are just mm. so much fun. Like just I, I just remember like playing Mortal Kombat 3, and and you you're starting a fight, and then you see that you're in the subway level, and you're like, yes, I can uppercut them onto the subway tracks and have them hit by the train, you know, and mm. Stuff like that. It just it just breaks up the fact that all right, your character's got two fatalities. Once you've done both of those to death, it's it's nice to have something mm. that changes things up a little bit by having that yeah. level fatality option. Mm. Um, and so I, I really hope that we're going to see a bit of a return to some of that, um, which you know to me um, is is just something that yeah MK11 really needed to bring it to the next level. So what about what about you, Casey? I mean, I know based on your reaction to this trailer, you're not a huge fan of the series. But was there ever a time when you know little Casey was sitting down with a with her brother playing, you know, Mortal Kombat two or you know one of the older Mortal Kombat titles? Hey, hey, hey! I like <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Hey, we I played. How many have I played? Casey loves smashing skulls. I actually really <laughs> like Mortal Kombat, but this was this was a lot. To, for my eyes to watch, um, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it. I think it was because what the was realism it? Got it stepped was, up a little bit harder. I don't know. know. It's just like, a lot for my eyes to cope with that early in the morning. I think that sun is at about eight a.m. I think it was just a, you know breakfast. take breakfast. But no, I actually really like Mortal Kombat. I love number ten. I want to say is my favorite. Yeah, I think ten before eleven was. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it a little bit better. Yeah, well. so no, I I'm excited. If it's gonna look like it did in the trailer, then yeah, that's a lot for me. Mm. But um, I'll get accustomed to it. I'm feeling I just, a I think uh, something a bit of a Mortal Kombat party coming on for mm. the members of the DJ crew to yeah, uh, choose your oh, fighter, yeah. celebrate the oh, release I'm of this. I'm very good at button mashing in Mortal Kombat because mm. I I don't have the um, what do you call it, the patience or the um brain capacity to actually learn. Com- combos. combos so <laughs> yeah. i just um i'm one of the button mashers maybe and i'm very good a live reaction video to some of the uh, fatalities i think uh, yeah. would be a uh, be a great one <laughs> i was I like. even just watching it before the show again so oh, i better watch it again so i watched that once i thought better and even the second time oh, i wasn't any bit like <laughs> my face is still screwed up trying not to look at it when you oh, slow nice. it right down as well when nah, shang slices scorpion's throat and you see, like, the skin peel away and there's just a bit of the throat there. I was like, oh, that's just so grimy. Yes. Do you reckon they're going to get do away with the x-rays? I I think this is what I think, right? This trailer sets this game up to be, I think, at probably its goriest, and I'm so <laughs> pumped for that because, mm. it, you know, I don't think in any trailer that we've seen, we've seen it get quite so visceral. Yeah, is that why I felt... I, th- I don't know. Maybe it was. Uh, you know what it might have been because it was so cinematic. It was all this the sound effects as oh, well. I think cool. that's what got me. Yeah. It's just too much. Like 
of the yeah, sloshy yeah, sounds, a lot of which this makes sort me of... feel a bit nauseous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> Especially that sound when Shang Tsung's head gets drive through his body and you hear him going through all the the waves of blood and it's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy good. And just splash. Like, a, oh, you're it's... a serial killer. No, I think it's going to be an amazing <laughs> What a, fan, what a fantastic job. Hard. Like, Imagine yeah. being in the sound department of a Mortal Kombat game mm. trying to create these sounds. I heard a, <laughs> um, an interview with Ed Boon, one of the co-creators of Mortal Kombat, uh, a while ago, and he sort of said that with Mortal Kombat, like, and particularly with the fatalities, they're, they're meant to be gory and meant to be quite shocking, but at the same time, they're meant to be so ridiculous in some ways that, mm. you know, it, they're, they're almost funny, you know. Mm. Well, well, I guess... Mm. They are funny to, to those of us who are a little bit more disturbed than others, but <laughs> like like the one where I think it was in Mortal Kombat 10 where, where Jax literally hammers the opponent into the ground like a tent peg with his arms <laughs> and then kicks their head until their head flies off like a soccer ball, you know, or uh, Cassie Cage where she uh, kicks a hole through the person's guts and then s- like smashes her arms in through the side <laughs> and then sort of looks at the player through the hole and makes like a love heart with her hands, you know. Like, they're meant to be comical. They're meant to be funny as well as shocking. So um, I, I'm yeah. really looking forward to, to seeing, you know, what they've got to, to offer in that regard. Yeah. Because I mean, that part of it that stops it from becoming straight out horror, right? You know, like it would be a bit that's what I, th- I don't know. I just, to watch I found I found the trailer that I think that's why I found it, it felt too realistic to me. Whereas the other games, it just felt hilarious and stupid and oh my god. But yeah, maybe it was the eye. Maybe it's the eye gouge that got me initially. Oh yeah, <laughs> eye gouging. Nice. I, I sincerely well. hope that the uh, the Shang Tsung eye gouge is a uh, legit uh, fatality. Yeah, that would be. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. I mean, the other thing I was thinking when I was watching it was, I mean, we didn't see any gameplay, but I've got no doubt it's going to be unbelievable just how far we've come in video games. Like, I think the, mm. is it early 90s? What year did Mortal Kombat 1 come out? Like, 93, 94 or something? Is it that I old? I reckon 93 was probably sounds about right, yeah. And 20 years later, just how far we've come. It's, yeah, unbelievable. And games are just getting better and better and better. And obviously, it, it's all going to be... <laughs> sort of you know set up for next gen mm. now so um yeah i mean it's, it's going to have that all the ray tracing on the blood drops mm. and you know <laughs> it's just going to look like next level I, I actually can't wait i it might i might even pick this one up as a day one release um mm. before before someone uploads all the fatalities to youtube <laughs> and spoils it for everybody um nice <laughs> Yeah. All right. We'll watch this space. Watch this space. Sure. MK MK one. All right. Now we'll throw over to Fergus Fergamon Hamilton for some news that he's got. Uh, take it away, Ferg. Yeah. So a little bit of news. I mean, we've been following the handheld sort of you know all of them, Steam Deck, Aoneos, and of more recent times the Asus ROG allies. Now ally. Now in the last week we've been given confirmed Australian price release date, and pre-orders are up. So, mm. some exciting news. So, the 512 gigabyte Z1 Extreme version of the Asus ROG Ally is releasing in Australia along with everywhere else in the world. So, it's a worldwide release on June 13th. 
Oh, wow. Not and, far away. And coming in at oh, a right. measly 1299 Australian dollars, which is it's Jeez. about 250 bucks more than the American um, price for the same thing. But when you look at import costs and tax and stuff, it, it probably makes about sense. So yeah, yeah. Um, It's actually pretty reasonable, I think. Pretty reasonable, yeah. And shit, it's up for pre-order already. So they're going to be sold exclusively through JB Hi-Fi. So... Um, yeah, if oh, you wow. can, you can put your pre-order down now already. Um, so following mm. on, there's going to be a 256 gigabyte Z1 base model, um, which will also launch in 2023, but that's going to be in the second half of the year um, with a yet-to-be-determined price, but the experts slash the analysis expecting it's going to be around the 1000 Australian um, dollar price. So, I mean, when I saw this news, I mean, straight off the back, this handheld was announced on april the first of this year and when they announced it everyone thought it was an april's fool joke fool's joke to the point where on all of their marketing and trailer they you know had in an asterisk this is not an april's fool joke so from the time of them first announcing it on the first of april to it being in our hands on the what did i say the 13th of june that's not much more than two months so the turnaround time on this has been unbelievable and given that, you know, the Steam Deck is still not officially available, you know, through local channels here in Australia, um, I think the Ally is going to put itself in a pretty unique position to appeal to some of the Aussie gamers, especially that are looking to get their hands on, you know, what's going to oh, be shit, a yeah. powerful, I mean, portable gaming held hold, and they don't want to spend as much as what the AONEO products are charging, which is upwards of over 2000 bucks. So, yeah, so Steam, Valve <coughs> missed the boat completely. <laughs> The Steam Deck mm. in Australia, they might as well just fucking forget about releasing it because it's <laughs> they've they've really screwed the pooch there. But again, like you said, the Iron Neo is really ridiculously priced, way too expensive. So this this sits in that perfect in between zone of being both available and affordable. So I think um, they stand to make a killing here in Australia. I reckon yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a good point. The Steam Deck's not available here locally. And because I've been following this closely and sort of pretty keen on picking something up in this space, you know, I'm sort of thinking when they announce this, like, oh, you know, what is this going to mean for the Steam Deck? But, you know, since it's been announced, a few people have had hands-on previews and have been reviewing it. And I still think there's a pretty good market for the Steam Deck for a myriad of different reasons. A, you can get it cheaper um, and it, I think it all depends on what you're looking for. Obviously, the Ally is going to have better specs, but battery life is comparable. Price is comparable to a degree. You can probably get a cheaper Steam Deck. But I think what it's going to come down to a lot of people is, like the AO Neo devices, the Ally runs Windows 11 out of the box. So Steam Deck, obviously, it runs Steam and pretty much nothing else. Yeah. You can bootleg it to... You know, run other things, but out of the box, the Steam Deck runs nothing but Steam, whereas the AO Neo um, devices and the Ally run Windows 11, which opens you up to everything. So you can run mm. Steam, you can run Epic Game Launcher, um, you know, EA Play, Ubisoft Connect, Xbox Game Pass, um, and so I think it's going to come down to what you're wanting to use this device for now i can still see if some people are playing going to play steam and only steam games then they're still going to tend to go to the steam deck i would i'd believe um just because out of the box it's just i, I sort of think of 
maybe the difference between like an Apple iPhone versus an Android phone, like out of the box, in my experience, because I've had both, is the Apple, they just run perfectly. You don't have to do anything. There's no setup, but you're very much restricted to being able to do what Apple wants you to do. Whereas the Android, you've got full reign to tweak your phone and do whatever you want. So, But in this case, though, <laughs> the uh, um, the ROG Ally lets you lets you also access Steam the same way you would on any mm. normal PC. So you're getting Steam mm. plus then you've got access everything else you want access to. So it's sort of, you know, it's it's like getting an Android device, but you've also got the Apple App Store yeah. installed and can go your hardest on any of the Apple apps. So. Yeah, and I think it runs quite well, but <clears throat> all reports that I'm reading, it's not quite as good as what the Steam only Steam Deck kind of does. So... Mm. You know, pros and cons. I think for longevity reasons, I think the Ally is probably the way to go because, yeah, like you said, you've got access to everything. It, it essentially runs like yeah. a... You can think of it sort of... It runs like a computer. The Steam Deck sort of... It's, uh, it's the Nintendo Switch of Steam, essentially. But, yeah, it's really interesting. The other thing that I found quite interesting is that when I went to check out the pre-ordering for the Ally, it comes with three months and i think internationally it's six months but here in australia three months free xbox game pass so there's there's an interesting alliance thing going on here where microsoft xbox are teaming up with the ally as a way to get people playing game pass on a portable um and if you know that might not mean too much to some people but it's something they've got on playstation because at the moment there's no way to get yourself a handheld and play, um, you know, PS games. Well, so- <laughs> without wanting to burst your bubble here, mm-hmm. right, because I've just bought a brand new laptop today. Yeah, yeah. And Ooh. I get I get the three months free games pass as well on that. So yeah. I think this might be a Windows 11 uh, promotion yeah, yeah. that Microsoft yeah, sure. are running. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's just a Windows 11 thing across the board. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. obviously a good thing if you're uh, buying a, a yeah, an ROG already, Ally. Yeah, for yeah. sure, if you're already in that Games Pass library of games. So, yeah, I don't know. Sweetens the deal for sure, doesn't it? Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so we'll see. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty keen on picking something up. I wouldn't say I'm so keen that I'm going to stick down a pre-order and get one on June 13th, but um, it's good that there's options. Um and now, yeah, there's, it's basically a three-horse race at this point with one horse lagging a bit behind with uh, a price point, which is sort of keeping them out of the race. So, mm. no, it's good for anyone who's thinking of picking up something a bit more portable. Um, yeah, it sounds like it's a winner. Um, yeah, so June 13th, if you want to put down a pre-order, you can get your hands on one. So, like I said, announced on April the 1st and June 13th is out. So, it's a little over two months. 73 oh, days to be precise. I think that's there a fantastic go. turnaround. So. <laughs> Wrap your little bloody fingers around one of those bad boys, <laughs> hey? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and thanks. then your lips. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ferg. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next we've got Steely with some news regarding Overwatch. What do you got? Feel the steel. Mm, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Fucking now. I, I don't know about you guys, but when a game sequel comes out, I expect something new in it or different. 
than the previous game, or I don't know, even some fucking improvements to the original. Unfortunately, in the case of Overwatch 2, this just hasn't been the case. With players having to endure the same maps, the same characters, and arguably downgrades to the moment-to-moment gameplay, but now, to add insult to injury, Blizzard has done it again, everyone, in a move that could only be labelled... Cold as ice. That was a blizzard joke. If you, <laughs> you like that, anyway. Nice. Yeah, thanks, Ferg. Mm. Um, because that, yeah, um, because the only what the the one thing that was going to separate Overwatch Two from its predecessor, PVE, has been cancelled. Cancelled, everybody. Yeah, gunshot to the head. We need horn for life. So now this isn't the full story, right? So Overwatch only launched towards the end of last year. And I don't know the date because I don't really give a fucking shit about it. But get this. Okay, thanks, Ferg. Um, I still don't care, but thanks. (laughs) So Uh, for for those of us uh, who who may not be aware, the PVE, what what are we talking about there, Simo? So we're talking like a full story campaign, a, a... you know, a skill tree that was attached to your heroes as you were going to play the heroes throughout like a fully fledged um, story that right. was basically, um, you know, not again, not just like single matches against people, but missions and a campaign and everything. Okay, cool. Right? Yep. Um, but uh, look, at, at the time um, they were, when, when this game was coming out, they were still advertising the PVE mode for the game, but the big dicks at Blizzard already decided not to put it in the game. So they mentioned that the decision was made towards the end of last year before Overwatch 2 actually launched, yet only decided to tell people now because they were a tad bit worried that it would harm the user base. Now, here's what I have to say about this. You fucking no dick, no balls, and probably no butthole since this guy feeds on radiation. <laughs> So, yes. Um, does that sum look, it up? <laughs> I can only a little bit, but I'm going to keep. I'm going to elaborate anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, without my dick or my balls. Now, I can only imagine what the OG Overwatch directors are thinking because they're not with the company anymore. Um, they've since left Blizzard. This would have to be one of the. I think one of the biggest falls from grace a game could pro- probably have after uh, you know the relentless success of Overwatch. This is just a huge blow, um, but it shows what kind of fucking company Blizzard are and how much they clearly value their employees who worked tirelessly on these modes just to have them fucking cancelled and how much they value their player base to just outright fucking lie to them about a mode coming to the game just to protect the chances of making a profit from it, um, which I just think is absolutely pathetic. Mm. Now, the PvE mode apparently is completely dead. Um, There's going to be very small PvE missions set to be released released as a part of the live service and episodic experiences. However, the vibe of this is that it will be very basic. There will be no progression system, like I mentioned, that was meant to come with it as um, previously promised, and um, it will just be bare bones. Plain Jane experience aimed at gouging whatever players um, are left. Now... What I don't know what, if you can say gouging after we've just watched the uh, Mortal Kombat trailer, but um, on his mind, it's on my mind. It's in my eye. It's it's in my eyes. It's on my mind. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's all right. No, that's cool. Um, but no, how fucked is that? I mean, like, mm. um, 
this game is essentially just Overwatch now, but with a couple of downgrades. Like there's one less player that you can have in a match at any given time, which a lot of people have already stated is a, a really bad balance balancing mistake. Like the the balancing of the matches has become a bit weird now because they've taken away one player from each match. But I mean, a you can't get into a match. Uh, because it takes forever to do so. And it, it seems like it's just lacking now in any content to really call it a sequel. Mm. Like, what the fuck is it at the end of the day? <laughs> and you <laughs> fucking blokes want to get Diablo 4. I just don't Oh, Diablo 4 looks good. <clears throat> and for the record, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to get it, but that's okay. I tell you, what, Blizzard can shove it up your fucking cock eye <laughs> along with the rest of the Ubisoft team as well. You so hang on, of bl- the Blizzard okay. team putting the Ubisoft team up the eye of their dick—is that what you just said? I'm. What I'm saying is, is that the managing director of Blizzard. Is basically space docking Eve Gilmo. Stop! What? And then he's fisted him. Allegedly. And then they basically, and then they've gone and they've up to space in a rocket, and then they can just shit over the rest, the rest of the galaxy and oh. buttholes instead of all the people that spend money on their crap games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. It's not 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 good. I mean, if you advertise or. I mean, were they still actively promoting the fact that PVE was in development and it might be coming beyond the point in time where they were like, oh, we're going to shelve this thing, but we just hush, hush, we won't tell anyone about it because surely that's action for some kind of lawsuit for, you know. You'd think so. I'd be waiting for somebody to do that. Mm -hmm. It's like I was actually having a chat to someone last night about this. I don't know if you guys remember the controversy around the um, one of the collector's editions of Fallout seventy six. There was a very supreme spend two hundred bucks sort of edition, and a part of that was the duffel bag. It was like this Fallout seventy six branded duffel bag on it. I think had like a nuke on it or something, and. They basically rolled these things out and it was supposed to be canvas and when people were getting them, they were like plastic and there was this massive lawsuit kerfuffle about people being told they were going to get like a canvas duffel bag and they actually got like a a Coles type bloody... (laughs) Oh, Oh dear. (laughs) And then they got in all sorts of trouble. So I just... Yeah, it's not a good look. And to actually come out or... I don't know if they actually reported or reportedly said that, but... Say what you said, Steely. They actually said, "Oh well, we we held off from telling people because we didn't want it to affect you know, the public perception around the game and i.e. sales." That ain't a good look either. Mm. Well, during no. during the week, uh, obviously off the back of this controversy, uh, uh, one of the gaming uh, websites out there did actually secure uh, an interview with the CEO of Blizzard to ask them about. Um, you know what what their plans were for uh, Overwatch, given the the changes that have been announced, and uh, here was uh, his response. I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty uh, pretty straightforward and to the point, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it is, I mean, it just go it goes to show. Uh, I think everything that's happening at, at Blizzard at the moment, like I said, a lot of the original staff aren't there anymore, and I think a lot of the developers. Um, sort of raised their concerns on Twitter and told some of the community because I think 
to their to their credit, it was not their decision to have all of this happen. They've gone and put a lot of hard work into something that they've basically gone, nah, nah too bad, not anymore. Um, so yeah, it's just a real dick move. I don't like things like that. All right. Well, lucky, lucky, you don't play it. Yeah. At least we're uh, we're we're doing the the work of the gods by bringing this to the attention of our uh, enormous uh, base of listeners. So thank if you. If I was doing the work of the gods, I'd pick up bloody Blizzard from both their arms and I'd drive their heads down through their bodies into the ground. But oh, I haven't okay. done that. That's yeah. the work of Liu Kang. He's a god in that game. That's the point. See, yeah. it's a bit of a Mortal Kombat centric show. This tonight. brilliant. Like All right. Yep. Thanks, Steely. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, we're going to throw uh, throw the uh, the mic over to C Mac uh, to to the pissed for uh, a bit of <laughs> a bit of news coming out. Uh, slight change of pace, something a little bit more amusing uh, regarding uh, the new Zelda game. So, what do you got? Is it though? Is it amusing? I'm not sure about this. Um, <laughs> yes. So, I don't know if anyone has played Breath of the Wild. It's a little old game, but um, we'll play it. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah, that sure. sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. So in Breath of the Wild, we have you had to collect Korok seeds, and do you remember that? You used to yeah, go yeah. around, you find a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it was yeah. nine hundred. That was a. Did fun. any of you collect all nine hundred? No. No, I would rather have shoved a Korok seed up the eye of my penis than collect all yeah. nine hundred of them. Uh, just quietly. Well, what's but... funny is because we were we were like, oh, well, I wonder if you get anything. So of course we googled it. So finding all 900 Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild in turns gives you a literally shitty gift, which is Hetsu's gift, which is a golden pile of poo. (laughs) That's what you get. No, it is. It's a little poo. Wow. It's gold poo. That's what you get. So anyway, Mm. we see the return of the Koroks in Tears of the Kingdom, but this time in order to get the seeds, you need to, with some of the... um, to find some of them, you have to lift a Korok up who's wearing an oversized backpack because he's in search of his friend. Now, yeah, and you have to use the new Ultra Hand ability. So people are now using the freedom of the game, you know, with building machines and the new mechanics to, I don't know, get revenge (laughs) from the first game (laughs) because there's been some very imaginative videos which have popped up on Twitter of some poor Koroks being forced into some pretty terrible, murderous, (laughs) um, compromising circumstances. So I can't imagine a gaming community doing something like that. That's uh, pretty hard to believe. (laughs) So you're able to lift them up now and actually attach them to anything pretty much in the world. So... So I pl- please go and have a look on Twitter, or maybe we'll put up some of the Twitter. I don't know because I-, I was laughing my oh. <laughs> bum off at some of these ones, but I'll try and describe some of the best ones. So some of the ones you can watch on Twitter now. People, someone has lined up several of these Koroks <laughs> wearing these oversized backpacks because they can't obviously walk properly. They've lined them up in a row, attached them all to a long stick. And put them over a fire, <laughs> and the, the fire. So, and they've attached the fire. So, um, because it because it let, lets a wind go, and they've made it so they rotate like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, um, that's uh, 
And meanwhile, they're all screaming, I need to find my friend, I need to find my friend. <laughs> because yeah. you can't actually kill them. You can't actually murder them, but this is what you can do. So another one is a poor Korok being crucified <laughs> well, on yeah, an actual uh... cross that someone has. Um, they've attached the poor Korok to the top of a cross made with two logs of wood from a tree they cut down. So that's, oh, that's yeah, another one. Pretty um, simple crucifixion there. Simple yeah. but effective, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, another one is someone made a cart with a fan attached to it to run along a rail and they've attached the car up to the front of the cart, forcing it down <laughs> the rail and bashing it into the bumper at the end. <laughs> um, Brutal. And some, yeah, and some other ones just really simple but effective they've attached them to flying devices in the game or rockets that you can get in the game and just throwing them off cliffs or just watching <laughs> them just go into the distance and just disappearing into nothing while they're screaming i need to find my friend so okay. um so, uh... there we go so if you're really angry about the first game having to collect all the seeds you can do whatever you want now with these yeah. poor <laughs> poor defenseless corrupts they're just yes. wanting to Play some games. Similar to to Team Rocket from the uh, yeah. from the original Pokemon Blasting series, off. you get them a bit of a. You had that lined up very impressive. That was very nice. good. <laughs> off the Korok goes into yeah. the uh, into the distance with a little glint in the sky. You know? I love that uh, Korok rotisserie. And they're all just spinning oh, around the open yeah. flame. Love that. Hey, Guys, I need to find my it. friend. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will actually go and watch that after the uh, show now. And yeah, maybe we'll uh, share it on the socials. Oh, I think we'll definitely have <laughs> to uh, share that to our Insta Instagram page. It's and... very, very funny because I have. I wouldn't have even thought to. I think with me, I accidentally like attached it to a weird part of a boat, and I was like, "Oh no, whoops!" Oh, I felt bad for it. Yeah. And I watched this, and I was like, "No, no, I don't feel bad." <laughs> Not too no, bad anymore. No. No. Fuck him with his golden no. shit. <laughs> People are getting really creative. I saw it wasn't a Korok one, but someone had manufactured some kind of it was the shape of a penis and he was like hovering it in the air and he was basically beating a giant to death with it. So he was running around <laughs> this giant and he had this levitated penis made out of like, I don't know if it was trees or wood. And he was basically just hitting this giant with it in order to kill it. Just oh, knocking it off the back sure of the head Nintendo with a penis. Is, um, yeah. is, is loving their use of their new <laughs> <Yeah>. ultra hand. <laughs> they told us to get creative. So the player base well, is I, I, I actually saw a, a, another video of someone that had created a, a robot um, yeah, out of various bits and pieces and it had a, a penis that was flopping up and down, ejaculating fire. Uh, so that was uh, quite disturbing. But, um, yeah, uh, very, very cool. Yeah, nice. Why not? <laughs> Why do people do this shit? The, the creativity. <laughs> Meanwhile, of... I'm there just trying to make a boat. <laughs> I can't do it. Makes the old oh, days oh, of when oh, you, oh. you, you know, <laughs> you spent your time creating, like, Nintendo me characters that looked like they had a dick for a face with with cum shooting at the top. Oh like, yeah. uh, no! Believe me, just I, I just thing, I just downloaded that. That was someone else's uh, creation. But oh, uh, did you? Yeah, oh. yeah. I downloaded it and saved it on the Wii that you guys now own. So you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> years uh, and years, and you know what? My kids will look at it one year and they'll be like, "What is this weird fucking shit where these people have dicks for faces?" I don't talk like that. Why? That'll be the exact here? words they say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope not. 100%. They better not. Otherwise, I'll get him. 
<laughs> I don't know what the threat is there, but I'll get him. Yep. All right. Well, now is time for a new segment that we're introducing to the Descending Gamer podcast that we've entitled Malware of the Week. It's Malware of the Week. Yeah. And uh, this week, uh, it's Steely who's going to be sharing with us uh, one of What's the worst malware games. Of, what, yeah, here we go. Yeah. What's Malware of the Week, Jamie? Malware of the Week yeah, is we're, we're trolling, we're, we're going through uh, either Games Pass or uh, the uh, PlayStation Store and scraping the proverbial bottom of the barrel for the... Uh, uh, for the smallest grain of cess that we might find there in the form of a, a game that's uh, playable. And this week, uh, Steely has plumbed the depths of the Nintendo Switch store uh, and found uh, a, a little little nugget of, uh, of shit there. So do you want to share with us what you've found, Steely? Oh, here it comes, everyone. Now, first things first... Um, they made a number two of this, <laughs> which wow. can only mean one thing. Uh, the people that made this game had nothing better to do. Um, <laughs> so the game in question is Crocs World 2, everyone. Crocs World. Party time. Excellent. Um, mm. <laughs> that was a good pop-off sound. So uh, for, for those of us who, who've never played Crocs World 1 or 2, uh, talk oh, us through it, Steely. What, what do we got here? Let me tell you a little bit about it. The um, funny thing is, though, when he st- when he actually loaded up, I said, Simon, like, this could be a fun sort of kids game. Like, don't, come no. on. Like, it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not even kids. All right. <laughs> so with brain disorders. <laughs> so um, let me tell you about it. So, uh, developed, if you can even call it that, by Spracklesoft, <laughs> Crocs World 2 should not be confused uh, by the famous Croc. Oh, yeah, that's a It's great a 2D game. platformer, much in the same vein as a Newgrounds Flash Mario knockoff with a crocodile as its protagonist. So, um, basically, you cruise left to right through levels as a crocodile. Now, you can smash blocks in this game, but to smash blocks, you need to... Uh, Croc needs to wear an American football helmet because that's logical. Um, <laughs> that's a logical thing for a crocodile to fucking put on its head. Um, but he can also catch bags of rocks that uh, <laughs> he can then throw at enemies, um, which uh, the enemies are basically just inbred-looking snails and crabs. Um <laughs> and it's woefully uninspired, the levels just kind of happen and bizarrely go from random location to random location with no context. I started, Same I think music. I think I started the game in um, like a, in a forest and in the very, very next level, I was like in a Greek um, <laughs> fucking temple. It was just really weird. Uh, it didn't make any sense. But um, really, it's just a really awful background. Like it's, yeah, not, it's, it's not like you're in a uh, proper temple. Like it's just a picture of a... Um, Croc himself, uh, or well, Croc's world. I don't know what's the name of this fucking crocodile. Anyway, Croc, him, Croc, Croc man, Croc himself, uh, when running down a slope, doesn't even touch the fucking floor. So that's some really, it's really good. You can tell that it's got great animation in it. Um, great, great stuff there. Like, um, likes, uh, you know, this this guy when he goes down the thing because he's not touching the floor, he's like some kind of fucking crocodile Jesus motherfucker. 
this guy. He's just like, it's like he's walking on water, but it's on air and it's down a slope. Um, and the rocks that you throw at the, un- uh, the other animals are constantly changing textures. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, one time it's an ice rock and the next time it's just a fucking rock. And, but they all float through the air differently as well. It's just, I don't understand it. Um, and I think the biggest sin of all in this game, which my wonderful wife just mentioned, is that the music mm. from when you boot up the game to when you're in a level, <laughs> to when you finish a level, to when you change levels, it's all the same vanilla fucking contemporary kid pop fucking shit machine, Castillo <laughs> keyboard sounding melody that basically makes the game alone more unbearable to play than the moment to moment gameplay itself, which is just like, all of it is just undistinguishable from the first thing that you did. It's just every single moment of the game is exactly the same as the the first thing it's it's just a whirlwind of shit um so i give this game a discerning game a score of set it on fire <laughs> um, the ball's hardened do not waste your time do not waste your time on crocs world 2 <laughs> Or so, Crocs World One for that. Hey, Crocs World One might be right. Just, uh, just for your interest and and for the interest of our listeners, um, I've just had a look at Crocs World Two, uh, the Switch version on Metacritic. Um, mm-hmm. So it it didn't even get a critic review uh, because it's so um, it's flying under the radar. Yeah. However, there are two <laughs> there are two user reviews, only two, both negative. Uh, the first one says. A clunky platformer without any good level design. It's a mobile game that should be free or not more than $1. I turned the sound off real quick too. So what's left? Lol. Uh, so that was the uh, <laughs> that was the first review. Uh, the second review was just, this is just a phone game on Switch. Croc is too hard to control. Float controls, 0 out of 10. Um, uh, and what gets me about that review is that They've got a preface to their review where it says this review contains spoilers. So what's the spoiler that the game is hard to control or something? Yeah. Classic. Zero out of ten. The game's unplayable, so that's uh, the spoiler. Don't play it. Don't buy it. All right. So uh, there you go. That's malware of the week. <laughs> yeah. It's malware of the week. What's Croc doing this week? Croc is beating his meat. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. He's inserting his tail <laughs> into the eye of his penis. We've got to be careful. That's what our podcast is going to become known for, uh, the podcast where people continuously talk about inserting things into their urethra. I don't. We'll do a spin-off <laughs> podcast called The Cockeye Podcast, and that's all we're about. I don't. No, good good point. I uh, said it once. <laughs> oh, shit. So now it's time for the segment that you all know and love. It's the novelty segment for this week. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I know oh, yes. what boys like. Boys like. Boys like me. And trees. <laughs> what? What? Boys like trees. I don't know. Yeah, I was okay. trying to. And just make it a little bit more PG. So I thought, you know, <laughs> boys might like trees, like climbing trees, hugging them, uh, growing them. I don't know. Just mm. trying to... Anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, this this week our topic is 
one game we could play for the rest of our life. And uh, no, you have to play one game. You have to play. Oh, you have to play that- for the rest of your life. Okay. Yeah, you don't get a fucking choice, mate. All right. Well, just for something well, different. No, single, sorry, I should have stopped you. Just for something different, I'm going to kick this week off uh, and talk about my choice, which is on the PC, uh, Majesty to the Fantasy Kingdom Sim. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's essentially a real-time strategy game in which the player has actually no direct control over the units you create. Instead, you have to influence them to do your bidding with reward flags. So in Majesty 2, you have a central castle, which is the basis of your camp and spawns tax collectors and peasants to build and repair your various structures. You then build structures such as like a rogues guild and a barracks and a marketplace and other buildings, which then allow you to either train heroes to fight for you or to supply your existing heroes with offensive and defensive items. So as the heroes venture out and kill enemies, they earn gold and they find loot. And then when they come back to your village, they spend the gold at your camp to buy stuff like upgrades for their weapons and armor. Um, And then your tax collectors go out and collect that money and that's how you sort of generate your income. Um, It's a game that I can't help but go back to time and time again because it has a really, really great skirmish mode. And it's, it's very challenging and it progressively scales the difficulty the longer you stay in the skirmish. So as you sort of start out, there are monster layers sort of dotted around the map and there's really easy ones sort of really close to home that spawn like very low-level enemies like wolves and like big spiders and you know, stuff like that. But then uh, as you sort of start moving further out, you get to the more difficult ones. So there's like a Cyclops uh, enemy that gets spawned and he's like quite large and he's got like a big tree trunk that he carries around and he just swats your your heroes and just like smashes them. They go flying like um, quite a fair way um, when, he, when he hits them with that. And then you also get uh, like the highest level enemies like a dragon basically and... Um, you you have to get pretty much all your heroes all onto the dragon and it takes ages and eventually you sort of bring them down. Um, and the only way you can stop them from respawning and sending more and more is to go to the lair and actually like wipe it out and destroy it. So to get your heroes to attack the monster lairs, you've got to put reward flags on them uh, with an amount of gold. And the higher the amount of gold you put on the reward flag the more heroes sort of get motivated to go and attack that that lair or that monster. Um, it's a really, really addictive game, and it's, like, really great fun. I recommend it for anyone who, uh, especially if you're a fan of the real-time strategy genre. Um, and i, I got to give a shout-out to uh, one of the DLCs that's available for Majesty 2, which is called uh, Monster Kingdom. It's one of the best DLCs I've played and basically the premise of it is the king gets usurped by some random bad guy and loses everything and he ends up allying himself with the monsters and then you basically run that campaign building the monster layers and attacking the humans. So it sort of flips the yeah. the recipe on its head and it is so fun. Like you got to build 
vampires and werewolves and goblins and all this shit and then you go off and attack the humans and it is just so much fun it is is bloody awesome um so yep for for my money it's on majesty 2 so well done majesty i think you've talked about that game previously on the podcast it sounds like such a cool like gaming mechanic the idea about enticing people to do things for you based on how much money you're willing to put up for them to do it kind of thing. So it's yeah. a balance of, you know, obviously mm. you don't have, you've got a finite amount of money, so you can't just throw all your money at different things. So you have to find a balance of, you know, what do I think that's worth? How many people do I need to do the job and so forth? And, you know, it's funny because the the developer is Paradox Interactive mm. and you would know them, Ferg, as the developer of City Skylines too. Yeah. So another Fuck, game amongst, that you're a big fan of. Amongst all of their other unbelievable games that they've made, you know, Crusade, Crusade Iris, fucking, they've made some unbelievable real, real-time strategy games yeah. in the last 20 years. Like, those guys are at the top of the tree for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you can't go wrong with any of their games. Fantastic work, uh, Paradox Interactive. Uh, Ferg, what do you got? Righto. So the novelty segment... Um, one game for the rest of your life. Now, I love a good hypothetical. I overthink them way too much. So there's a question <laughs> you have to ask first, and depending on the answer to the first question, I've got a different answer. So am I only... Is this one game <laughs> that I'm like taking to a desert island? As in, I'm going off to a desert island with this one game, but I've got plenty no. of time on this desert island to play this game. Or is it... You're just going to go through your life as is, but you're only allowed to pick one game. Yeah. So you, yeah, it's just you go through your life as it is. Yeah, but yeah. there's only one only game ever made. One game, and then no, the person... like no, you know other games exist, but you're not allowed to play them. You can oh, only okay. Play your one game that you've been <laughs> you you choose. Yeah, yeah, it's crap. It's like like in Futurama where you get chipped and, and that's yeah, the that's only it. game you're allowed to play for the rest that's of your it. life. That's yep. right. That's, <laughs> your, that's your career chip. That's it. That's the game. Yep. <laughs> in that respect, I really struggled with two games. Can I have two? No, you can have one. Fuck. One game. Can Come I have on, an honorable third. mention? <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Nah, the one, one game. The, okay. one, the one game that I'd pick then... Um, Right, you're not being paid for this, so it's not like it's. <laughs> I, got, I thought about this long and hard, and what I came up with. Yeah, Redfall. Um, I know. Uh, Redfall, yeah, no. Croc, <laughs> Croc 2. What was it, silly? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'd go with Minecraft. Okay, well, now, yep. Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft needs no introduction. If you don't know what Minecraft is, you've been living under the world's biggest rock, but. Minecraft is essentially, it's a sandbox game which has unlimited potential for you to basically do whatever you want. And so I'd run with Minecraft. A, it's one of the most relaxing games you can play for the most part. It's got a super chill soundtrack, but there's infinite possibilities and endless opportunities to create whatever you want. So you're always going to have variety. It's not replaying the same thing. You can There's always something to work on, something to strive for and there's always something to do so i just go with minecraft just yeah. an unbelievable game i still remember when it came out i can't remember what year that would have been was that early maybe like the 2010 ish maybe someone fact checked me but i remember playing it when it was 
like just coming out. And even at that point, I'm like, this, there's something to this. This is unbelievable. And now you look at it now, I think it's like one of the highest selling games of all time and mm-hmm. still is. It's just such a fan- fantastic game. And there's just something in it that just hooks you in. Um, and yeah, I think for if I was only got one game, I'm obviously looking for something that is not going to get repetitive or boring and there's, you know, endless opportunities to try and do new things. So it's got to be Minecraft for me. Yeah, Minecraft's a, See, an I never, interesting I never one. got hooked into Minecraft. I don't know. Simon and I tried to play it and I just mm. never got me. I don't know why. Everyone thought I would love it because I love those kinds of games, but I just never, I don't know, never, just never got it, did I? Mm. No, I, had to, I mean, I didn't uh, either. I had to fix my my nephew's Minecraft um, mm. the other week. Um, my my brother in law Rick, he said, uh, "Oh, he's done something in this game, and and I, I can't work out what he's done." And I, I can you have a look at it and see if you can help him out? So I've gone in there, and uh, basically, what from what I could tell, he'd boxed himself into a tiny little room that was like pitch black. Mm. I, I cranked <laughs> the brightness on the iPad up to maximum so I could actually try and see like some texture i'm like oh, what the fuck is going on here i've equipped like the the shovel or the pickaxe or something and i've just started digging in one direction and eventually i've dug a hole and i'm all i'm all i can see is stars and i'm like what the fuck is this you know and then i've i've smashed a hole big enough for me to walk through and then i've looked down and the island is like kilometers and kilometers down below me mm. and what what my nephew had done is <laughs> built just a single column of bricks mm. that had built him from from the ground level all the way up into outer space and then once he was up in outer space he'd built bricks all around him and boxed yeah, himself yeah. into a tiny room at the top of this uh, obelisk of concrete so uh, that's uh, that's minecraft wow, rule that's... number 1 you don't build directly up or dig directly down you get yourself in all sorts of trouble but i mean we're talking about the new zelda game and you know the creative sort of freedom that players are getting playing that game and that's minecraft in a nutshell like you just got to think outside of the box and there's really no limit on what you can and can't create. It's like whatever you can perceive in your own mind. And if you're not super familiar with in Minecraft, just go to YouTube and just search. Just Google something like, you know, world's best Minecraft creation. There's people out there that are like just recreating all kinds of things, things like landmarks. Someone's created like... Yeah. You know the Eiffel Tower on a one-to-one scale in in Minecraft, and it takes like you know people decades to do, and teams of like thousands of people to do this thing. And some people's creations are just insane. Like, like you can't conceive how amazing some of these things that people come up with. You'd so, have that time to do that, yeah. Well, that's it. I've only got one game, so I remember someone right. had created a giant working Game Boy within Minecraft and done all the coding and everything, and you could you could load cartridges in and out and it would work exactly the same way as the original Game Boy. Like, mm. you know, the Nintendo logo would drop down to the ding mm. and then it would, like, run the game, basically. Like, Gosh. I mean, it's got a fantastic modding computer to as well, <laughs> but, man, just vanilla Minecraft. Mwah, French kiss. Can't beat it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> French kiss. That's it. Uh, I, th- I think you're looking for chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Uh, there, chef's kiss. Uh, yeah. French kiss, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but oh, they both work. Mac on with oh, Minecraft, yeah. why not? That's it, with my Xbox controller. I'll, I'll let the listener have <laughs> the image of both. Yes. Uh, thank <laughs> Make you. sure you lick it before you slip it, Ferg. Thank you, Fergus. <laughs> They're the rules. Uh, all right, Casey, 
What what have you got? What yes. what do you what what game are you going to play nothing else of but for the rest of your life? Well, this one was quite easy for me. I immediately my mind went to The Sims. Now, like, The Sims it's just one of those games that it's it's like similar to Minecraft. It's endless. You can you can create a character, get married, have kids. Those kids grow up. Mm. People die, then you just keep, you know, building and making career. It, it can, it's endless. It's actually endless unless you kill everyone, I guess. And prior to the patch, you, you could, sound. you could even woohoo with the <laughs> with the Grim Reaper himself. Uh, you can. It's exactly right. It's, it's it's insane, especially like I don't know if this includes all the expansions that have come with it because that would be really good. But you know, there's you know, there's animals. You've got careers you can actually go to, and if you get bored of one sort of life, you just start another one, and you can just start fresh as whoever you want to be. And I, I don't know. I just it's one of those games that obviously you know you play like crazy for a couple like a couple weeks or a month or two, and then you don't touch it again for about five years, and then you jump back into it, and you have another you know a couple months, and it's just. I really think it would be, obviously, I would get sick of it, but if it's going to be one of those games that I'm the only one I can play forever, then, I don't know, it has to be something that's endless and the possibilities are endless and, you know, and that's one of the games that that I've played that just doesn't end. It doesn't end. And that's, I don't want to, you know, as much as I love other games, they end and Mm. you can 100% them, whereas that you can't. (laughs) You can't 100% it. You can change your career whenever you want and... Mm. You know, yeah. So that's mine. Good, your oyster. I mean, well, the- Simon thinks it's a stupid guess. A oh, stupid I word. just think. Oh, would fuck. you rather do anything more boring for the rest of your life? I'm with you, C Mac. Fucking Sims. I mean, the million Thanks. dollar question is: What Sims? Are we talking one, two, three, or four? Oh, mate. What's your go-to? Uh, I, I'd say four. I, I do like three in mm. terms of. I just think there's more expansion packs out at the moment for four, four mm-hmm. and I think it just has a bit more possibilities there, a bit more range. But like my favorite was number three. That was my favorite so far. But yeah, I, if I had to pick one, it would be four. So yeah, how about you? Yeah, I mean, my fondest memories are with Sims 1, like the original one. Like I think I had a bootleg copy of it. I think my parents got overseas at some point and they came back with like <laughs> Sims 1 in like a plastic slip. And so I got started on <laughs> Sims 1 like back in the day and I just never played anything oh, wow. like it. It was just like groundbreaking and it's, it's come so far. I mean, I, I agree with you. Oh, I think My first was 2. My <clears throat> first was Sims 2. That And yeah. that I, that's a, got a special. I've still got the stupid <laughs> d- discs still and I don't know what to do with them. Like, I've got all the number threes as well, and I'm like, what Pull do I Crocs yeah, World nice. 2 on it and set it on fire, as <laughs> yeah. I say. I mean, <laughs> n- number one for nostalgia for me, number three, probably fractionally ahead of number four. But, I mean, number four is unbelievable, and now with all the content, it runs. It was a That's bit, right. a bit better optimised than uh, Sims 3, which was a bit of a buggy nightmare, but... Um, I mean, you can't go with any wrong with any of them. They're all good. One of the best things about The Sims 4, there's um, there's a range of mods that the gaming community have created for mm. Sims 4 to sort of spice things up a little bit. I don't know if you're Ooh. familiar with these mods uh, yourself, uh, Casey, but uh, you've got mods such as uh, this one, Life Tragedies, and it says, Sometimes The Sims 4 can feel a bit too positive at times, 
with events like demotions still having a funny side of their own. Players who are sick of this happiness can ruin the lives of their sims with the Life Tragedies mod. Mm. This mod adds random life-altering moments ranging from serious bullying to the passing of a loved one to traumatise sims at random. It's morbidly funny and a unique way to affect how the game plays out. So that's uh, yeah. that's one. There's uh, the cursed paintings mod, where it's basically paintings that that are possessed that you put on the wall, and you can get Sims to sort of stare into the painting, and then and then they burst into flames, uh, you know, and uh, you know stuff like that. Wow! And there's Simple. also uh, a mod that's called Sim Torments. Um, and this one, the description is, uh, sometimes the weirdest mods are the ones that just give players the most creative ways to kill other sims. Such is the case with Sim Torments, which is a simple yet perfect mod for gamers who want to download the sickest mods around. Not only does this mod let players kill other sims, but it also gives the option to completely deform a sim's face as well. This mechanic <laughs> oh, cool. is actually surprisingly deep with both friendly and romantic relations suffering after a sim's face is messed around with. <laughs> so wow. uh, I reckon you've, you've probably only scratched the, the uh, surface of what you can do with The Sims 4 uh, C-Max. So, yeah, uh, yeah get right. on to... If you get your whole life to play it, then I guess maybe I would make my way to that eventually one day. Yeah, and, uh, you if know, download the... scraping the bottom of the barrel. The Hannibal Lecter mod where you can eat other sims' yeah, uh, internal wow. organs. Uh, yes, cool. wonderful. Bloody fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Simo, Simo, oh, what do you got? Wow. What do you got? Now, I fucking hate this question. <laughs> I know. But I'm just like Ferg, I overthink it so much. I'm like, well, if I say this, then people are going to think, oh, well, he's this kind of fuck boy. Or if I say this, people are going to think, eh. but in, oh, I don't know why. I just find it so hard to pick. But um, for me to narrow this down, I thought to myself, well, if I was to play a racing game for the rest of my life, like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, hands down would be the one that I'd play. But, I mean, you'd like Ferg said, um, you know, you'd, you'd play it so often, you'd get used to it. I mean, I'd, I'd know all this, the shortcuts for every track and I'd kind of get bored after a while, even though I can play it with people. So that was it immediately off my list. And then... I just had to think about that that same sort of notion of utilizing creativity. And um, you know, but I, I think like Mario Kart 8 as well also has just a, a constant banging soundtrack. It's too much. And I want downtime. You know, I want to, I want time to be able to go and just chill out for a sec. So I think um, you know, like I also want a good story at the end of the day. No, I'm not <laughs> Amiibo Festival. Not Amiibo Festival. So this might be a bit cliche and a bit too apparent, but at this point in my life, if I had to pick one game that I could only play for the rest of my life now, it would just have to be Tears of the Kingdom. A, because, you know, I, I'm a Zelda guy. I love Zelda. It's one of, it's my, I'd say it's probably my favourite gaming franchise. I absolutely adore The Legend of Zelda. So to be able to play a, a Legend of Zelda game like this for the rest of my life, would, I think I'd be okay with it. Be the possibilities of the, just the things that I'd I'd get wrapped up in doing in the game. If I had that game and that game only to play for the rest of my life, I I would go and find all the Korok seeds. Happily. But you, but that's the thing is, you find them. That's it. No, but doesn't matter because like then next what? time I play through it, 
I might go, oh, last time I did this, maybe I'll build this kind of machine this time and try mm. doing it this way. Mm. Or, you know, I'd, I'd create little dumb challenges for myself. Like, oh, I wonder if I could get from this point of the map to the other point of the map by using this kind of thing. And like, how far can I go with that? Or what kind of cars can I make? What kind of vehicles can I make? I'd, I think I'd have like a field day just because... I, I like to get wrapped up in doing these things, like little nitty gritty bits of these things. And it doesn't bother me what the outcome is, but I have a lot of fun in the creation part of it. Do you know and what so, I just thought of, which you probably would have, sorry, that game Dreams. I, you know what's funny? I was actually going to say Dreams, but this is my big problem with it. I don't want to play a whole bunch of other people's fucking don't you, you know, make it your own community, game? community created content for the whole thing. But yeah, you-, you do make your own game in it, but uh, I mean... Like at the end of the day, though, I mean, Simon yeah, just wants know, to build a giant penis out of my logs and rocks, strap a Korok to it, yeah, and then launch him into it. the sun with a rocket. And then I want to make them penetrate like a big robotic vagina as well. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, but you know, I think that a game like that it just has a little bit of everything. There's a bit of action in it. So unlike something like The Sims, where it's kind of passive experience, apart from the fact that you kind of make them do funny shit, which I can see the fun side to that. But for the rest of my life, I'm going to be like, well, I actually still want to be able to like maybe fight some things, and um, you know, I want some mod for that. But I want the downtime to kind of be able to just go, hey. I wonder if I do this really dumb thing to get across, you know, the overworld, how would that look, you know, and how far can I fly? Or I'd try and then start trying to break the game and trying to exploit, like, border of the map glitches. Not that, you know, there's any glitches in sight so far that I've seen in the whole game, but I just think that there's a lot of possibilities, but not to the point where it's kind of ridiculous and still to the point where it's something that I deeply love, which is The Legend of Zelda, but I can play it forever and I think I'd be okay with that. But then, you know, the real me is like, I'm not okay with that. What's next? Well, so, luckily it's fuck not. This lucky, question. lucky it's hypothetical. <laughs> exactly. I can't cope. I'm not good with these things. So Tears of the Kingdom, but I hate it. <laughs> Tough question. Mm. Um, Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. how are you guys going? Have you played enough yet to give us a discerning gamer score yet? We were gonna. It sounds like you're no, really no, high on this. Game still. I am loving it, but I've only just so we've both been playing it, but um, only just gotten to our first temple, which we're doing the wind temple first. And I, right before we were doing the show, I was in the middle of a boss fight, so lot, yeah. um, hmm. still really love it. But I, I'd only be able to give this a score, I think, until I've at least played through the story. Yeah, that's. I'm fair. not going to be a fuck boy giving you a score early on. Just can't do it. It's too yeah. big. That's fair. Mm. So good. For England, James! Mm. <laughs> well, uh, that what? brings us to the end of another Discerning Gamer podcast for for uh, another week. And to that end, I'd like to thank uh, the DG crew, starting with Fergus, Fergamon, Hamilton. Thank you, Fergus. Thanks, JB. Always a pleasure, mate. And Simon Steely McLaughlin. Thank you, Steely. Thanks so much, JB. And guys, I just want to mention 50 episodes. Can you believe it? 50 episodes. At least 20 of those are good. And I've absolutely <laughs> loved it. Um, absolutely love it. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this thing um, that 50. we do pretty much nearly every week. I absolutely love it. So well done. 
on 50 episodes, everyone, especially you, Joel JB Fury. Thank you, Steely. And last but not least, 50 episodes. Thank you, <laughs> Casey C Mac, Pistol Pete, Pisty, the Pist. The Pist. Wow. Master P. I'm getting a lot of nicknames. Thank you, Joel. It's been, yeah, it's been a good one. And uh, yeah, if you want to show us uh, the uh, the penile creations that you've created in <laughs> Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, uh, by all means, post them to our Facebook page or our Instagram. Uh, we'd love to see uh, those. Uh, no, no real life uh, uh, pictures in that regard, please. Uh, just. Uh, yeah, just the uh, pretend ones there, please. And uh, we'll see you next week. And if you want to see some other things, uh, if you want to see some other things that I can do with my ultra hand, you'll find me on OnlyFans, um, discerninggamerfuckboy.com. Uh, it's twenty dollars to get in, um, thirty dollars to leave. Because once you get in, I want you there for a long time. Um, so spend your money. I uh, need to make a lot more money to pay off this. Book.